Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. All right. Good evening, everyone. Hello and welcome to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are presented by Billy Up sports and association with Godzilla media. I'm going to bring in my co-host who I believe is, is probably under investigation by the federal government for the FTX scandal. I'm going to bring in Dustin Henry. Good, Dustin, hey, how are we doing today? Hey, we can't talk about that. I've been, I've been advised by my legal counsel. Okay. <laughs> uh, what a story. What a story that is, man. My goodness. Oh, if you if you pay attention to, other things other than sports news, you gotta check out this FTX FTX bankruptcy. It is bonkers. <laughs> oh, I think usually most some most bankruptcies probably are, but uh, yeah. yeah. When they said nerds would rule the world, I didn't expect them to be this corrupt either. <laughs> <laughs> absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's the- it. It sure does. Well, before we get into things, I just want to remind everyone about first off our social media channels, which are right down here below. If you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, or Belly Up TV, uh, we're live currently. So check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ. YouTube is YouTube.com forward slash at NoCredsREQ. During the show, give us a thumbs up, give us a like, comment. We love your algorithmic engagement con- con- comments, which, you know, we got to hear that. We got to hear that harp. Dustin, yeah, I've been oh, waiting yeah. all day for this. We got, we got here. <laughs> it's a beautiful sound. 
It's a beautiful yeah, sound. There it, it is. Calls me right down. Let us you know. Let me know. If you know what we're doing, we're going. We're getting ready. We're getting yeah. the show. So we're going to continue continue on the uh, to remind you on the podcast side. Subscribe to the podcast. Spotify. I'm sorry. Spreaker is our home base, but you can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, wherever you platform, wherever you podcast. Hit us up. Rate and review five, review five stars is preferred. If you leave a comment, either uh, if, a, if you leave a review, excuse me. Uh, I might even read it on the air. Uh, you can also leave comments after the show on the replay uh, on YouTube or on Facebook. So we're going to get into it right away. We got some guests up and by. By the way, uh, this is the recording of the 100th episode of No Credentials Required. Oh, big time occasion right here. So big I got to put the air horn. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, big occasion, big occasion. And let me just say, congratulations to you, Ryan, as the person that started this podcast. You've been here for all 100 episodes. Yeah. I, I am a relatively late addition, but uh, hey, here we are. But congratulations yeah. to you. Thank you. And to commemorate this occasion, I'll reflect a little bit more on 100 episodes later in the show. But to commemorate, I brought some beer back from our trip to north carolina I got some sky blue calls from carolina brewery i know it's not a local beer but it's local down there and this is one of my favorite beers so i'm gonna crack one open dustin are you drinking anything tonight cheers i am i am actually i kind of went with the theme that you went with but a little different spin on it i am drinking uh jefferson's reserve bourbon um Ooh, but i brought that with me on our last trip to carolina and we enjoyed it uh, by the pool, and I, I kind of wish did. I was there right now. <laughs> Me too. I mean, it's a little colder than it was in August when we August September when we went, but it's still oh, yeah. a great time. So, yeah. cheers. cheers, cheers to 100. So. Here's to 100 more. All right, so we're gonna get into it. We're gonna talk about week 10 and the NFL. We're gonna do our usual wrap up, and we're gonna start with our biggest upset of the week, uh, Dustin. We kind of uh. We kind of went over this in the show breakdown and uh, the rundown, uh, but we have some differing opinions as to who was the biggest upset. But I'm going to have you go first. Who was the biggest upset in your mind from week 10? All right. For me, it's got to be none other than the Green Bay Packers going in and somewhat shockingly, in my opinion, beating the Dallas Cowboys. Um that was a baffling game. Now, candidly, I did not see much of it. I was I was watching it on an iPad, but I was uh, I was gaming with some friends of mine. But I would look periodically in disbelief. I couldn't believe that the Packers were hanging with this Cowboys defense. I thought that with anemic as the Packers' offense has been, and as far as I know, the receiver that scored three touchdowns for the Packers um his name is escaping me I, I want to say Christian Watson yeah I was going to say it's Christian something I think I thought I heard a stat somewhere that they the three touchdowns that uh he scored the Packers offense passing wise had 14 completions so so it's not it's still not like it's a great offense which kind of buttresses my point now um, more, I cannot believe that Dallas lost this game. 
And just when I was starting to, just when I was starting to believe in the Cowboys and, you know, all the Dak haters have come out of the woodwork and they said, this is why we don't like him as a quarterback. He can't win, can't win the games that he's got that, that he's supposed to win. Um, It's not on him, but I do have to say there is, there is some sort of weird trend where Dallas just figures out these ways to lose that are, that are baffling in past years. And, and you have to wonder, it's why I said at the beginning of the season on the show, on the, uh, our NFL preview, I said, the Cowboys, I think are going to Cowboy at some point. (laughs) And this is the kind of game I was talking about. I know that's a general thing, but this is the, this is the exact game. I mean, the Packers were an absolute dumpster fire heading into this now. Mm -hmm. And it did take overtime, I think for, for the Packers to win the game. But the point is they won the game and it shocked me because I, I was believing in Dallas in a big way this year. Yeah. You can't pin this loss entirely on Dak Prescott. No, you can, however, pin it on Mike McCarthy, no relation uh, (laughs) who finds a way for, who finds a way to lose games. It's his coaching. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's been doing so well with the balance they've had on offense. They've reestablished the run game. I know mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott was inactive this game, but at the same time you have uh, Pollard in there. Oh yeah. And he's been he can great. Run the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He can run the ball. He has scored a running touchdown in this game. So why are you going away from the run game, which has been, the gal that's brought you to the dance so far this year, and you're just gonna throw forty something times. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand this this, this mentality. And they yeah. were ahead two touchdowns. And this is the interesting stat, the most interesting stat probably you'll hear all week long on this program. Um, <laughs> the for the length of their existence, the Dallas Cowboys were one ninety five and zero when leading by two by more than two scores entering the fourth quarter. This was their first loss in 196 games. They wow. 195 in a row until last week when they absolutely blew this lead. I That's just, just unbelievable. Astounded by the I I guess you could say the lack of I would say preparedness because I know the, the the Packers defense, their run defense is pretty good, uh, yeah, with, the exception of, with the exception of the Jets game a couple weeks ago. Um, but they're but you could still run the ball. The Dallas Cowboys aren't that bad of a de- not they don't have that bad of a running game. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just I'm just. It's and, it, my, and my buddy Chris is more astounded for the fact that uh, his team lost, um, but his Cowboys lost. But I'm just really. I got no answers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you bring up a good point about Mike McCarthy's late game. Uh, um, I guess I'll just call it sometimes seemingly late game buffoonery because that is, that is the reason he is no longer coaching the green Bay Packers. You know, yeah. I, the Packers fans will tell you they, they probably have them all cataloged, you know, all the, all the late games that went a little sideways. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand some of the some of the ways that coaches conduct themselves at the end of games. Now, 
That was the not, that was the knock on Andy Reid in his Philadelphia during his Philadelphia Eagles tenure is that he would yeah, commonly his clock management was terrible. Yes, towards the end of the games. Now he seems to have figured it out with the Chiefs. It also helps when you have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and some of the talent that they that they have around you. You can usually mm-hmm. sustain drives to win the game. But uh, yes, but yeah. So you have to. You have to wonder. Maybe, maybe some coaches should enroll in a clock management or or game management in the fourth quarter uh, class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, unfortunately, they don't, they don't have those classes at the University of Coaching and uh, University of NFL Coaching. <laughs> <laughs> My biggest upset, and I'll admit the the referees kind of helped in this one. The the Washington Commanders storm into Philadelphia and beat the Eagles on Monday night, and the Eagles are no longer undefeated. So, Larry Zonka, Mercury yeah. Morris, the rest of those old farts from the nineteen seventy two <laughs> Dolphins, you see pictures of them with their champagne, and their drinks. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, on, on Monday, on Tuesday morning, on their on their social media accounts. But what's amazing is that I gotta give credit where credit's due. To, to first of all, Taylor Heineke. Uh, and again, I've said before, I said it, I'll say it again. Spring football works. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had this actually pretty genius play uh, during the game uh, when the commanders were driving down the field. And he's, he's under pressure. He's under pressure. He goes down as if to take the sack, gives himself up, but he gets back up and you see two Eagles players hit him. They throw the flag for roughing the passer. 15-yard penalty that what would have been a fourth down and long turned into a first down, which I thought was pretty genius. The second, which, but also the referee's got to know when the quarterback's giving himself up uh, and just whistle the play dead. Yeah. Which goes back to my point. You have to have, you should have full-time referees. I brought it up a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Still sticks in my mind. You need full-time referees for the NFL. The other thing was a missed face mask call, which would have given the Eagles a first down and continued one of their drives uh, to try to tie the score or at least go go ahead. And that no call contributed to the Eagles turning over the ball. Washington kicks the ball deep with seconds to spare. The Eagles try to do a uh, try to do a uh, a lateral. And oh, yeah. I could I could hear the wacky sax playing. <laughs> Benny Hill wacky sax playing when the when the ball's being lateraled, and it's a scoop and score. So that's that's the that's the win. That's the yeah. win for the for the uh, uh, for the Washington Commanders or the Philadelphia Eagles. And we have no more we have no more undefeated teams in the NFL this season. Yeah, and um, I think a re- a big reason. Uh, if you look at Ron Rivera's game plan, one of his um, one of his tactics was to clearly try to keep Jalen Hurts and the Eagles' offense off the field for as long as possible, and uh, the Commanders were able to do that. I believe Brian Robinson rushed for eighty six yards and a touchdown, and uh, Antonio Gibson his rushing total escapes me, but I think they had between the two of them somewhere around the ballpark of forty rushing attempts. So uh, Ron Rivera set out to run the ball at the Eagles, and they did that. Yeah. Amazingly, Brian Robinson, who before the season was literally shot by yes. a 15-year-old kid, 
he's back in the NFL. He's making a huge difference. I think him, he and Taylor Heineke are the biggest difference makers right now. Oh, for yeah. The Washington Commanders. And in a, in a matter of probably a couple of weeks or uh, a couple of weeks, Chase Young's going to be back in the lineup. That, oh, yeah. And that password is going to be is going to be even nastier. I think I saw that he might have been activated from the pup lists uh, today. I I have to uh, I have to look double check, but I think I saw that on the ESPN bottom line earlier earlier today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and and you got to you got to ask the question. You got to ask the question. If you're Ron Rivera, would you allow? Uh, Carson Wentz to come back and and reclaim the starting job because I don't what's, think I would. What's I interesting would. is that he's he's actually been on record saying that he's not even sure if Carson Wentz is going to have his job back when he's healthy again. Uh, uh, there we go. Which I okay. say good for good for them. Yes, good for good for Ron Rivera and also Ron Rivera is a little bit inspira- inspiration with his, with the unfortunate passing of his mother. That team was inspired and. Yeah. Now here's a big question in my going in after this week, Dustin. And I want your opinion on this. Okay. Are we, do we have the potential of seeing all four AFC East and all four NFC East teams in the playoffs this year? Wow. Well, hey, that was kind of I, a loaded question, but it, but right now, but yeah. look at the standings right now, you can see Washington's only I think they're a half game behind San Francisco uh, for the last wild card spot, but if if San Francisco can beat out Seattle and Seattle kind of continues to tumble down, and we'll get to that in a second. Yes. Uh, we could see all four division teams on yeah. both in both the AFC and the AFC and the NFC in in the playoffs this year. That would be something. Now, the one area where it falls short is I do believe the commanders, but I, I think as we stand they're, right now, they're a half game behind San Francisco for the final playoff spot. Yeah, I now and I I think ultimately they're not going to have enough to get there in my opinion. But uh Dallas as it stands right now, I see them in the playoffs. The Giants with the way they're playing in the playoffs. Uh the Eagles certainly last night notwithstanding, they will probably take that division. They will be in the playoffs. And then we go over to the AFC East, which I was going to ask you, is it now the most interesting and competitive division in football yes because the miami dolphins the miami dolphins are looking with with uh tua tagliavoa back under center you were this close (laughs) i know i tried i tried i was like i can't just tell him you just say Tua. everybody who knows who that is (laughs) yeah uh but uh he he got votes in the florida gubernatorial race people wrote him in (laughs) Oh man, but they I believe are undefeated when he starts and finishes a full game. Yes, you know, they because they, they've been beaten a couple times when he had to leave due to injury. Um the Jets, you've gone into great depth and um and I've spoken about how they are using to me what is the early blueprint that the Seahawks used for Russell Wilson's start of his career. And uh they're doing it successfully. And then I just think the Patriots are gonna they're gonna find they're gonna find some way, and then that leaves, of course, the Buffalo Bills, who I will talk about a little bit more later in the show. Yeah, we've had some comments come in. We're gonna go to the comments section brought to you by intheclutch.com. Get yourself a nice t-shirt, use the promo code NOCREDS at checkout. You t- you save 10% off your order and you support the show. So buy a shirt, support the show. 
We've got the Sports Scramble podcast, one of our podcast affiliates on uh, Belly Up Sports and their and their podcast network. They say, "What's up, Belly Up fan? What's up, Sports Scramble?" One of our newest additions to the Belly Up Sport Belly Up Sports family. Uh, Rod West from the Rod Uncensored podcast. What's up, fellas? I got Patriots by three touchdowns. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> and wise i'll have yeah right. he, he does that he does that for for like every podcast i i try to go i, I try to support and uh my buddy wise i'll have from the stuck in my mind podcast i was on his show yesterday uh he says hey ryan what's up wise good to see you in the chat also keep keep those comments coming folks uh more viewers we have come in more the more engaged we get if we hit the thumbs up on youtube hit the thumbs up on facebook the more engagements we get, the more engagements. Oh my gosh! The more <laughs> engagements we get, the more people know about this program. So, yeah, so give us a give us a like, give us a comment. We, and I know, I, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna play that music again. I'm gonna play that sweet, sweet. Oh yeah, the bean harp. footage with the harp. <laughs> yeah, engage with us during the show. It's awesome. So we're going to move on to the biggest disappointment of the week. And I'm going to lead this one off, Dustin. Uh, I've got the Raiders losing to the Colts. And last week, Frank Reich was uh, was uh, let go. Uh, some might say a little too soon. Some might say it was the right decision. But just Saturday was on his couch last week watching the Raiders. And he said, the Raiders are a bad team. Yeah. <laughs> He becomes interim head coach on Wednesday. And he coaches the Colts to win over the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my, my disappointment is with not so much with the Colts, not so much with Jeff Saturday, because yeah. I, and I got I have a man culpa. I, I subtweeted, I quote tweeted a, uh, uh, a, a report. I think it was a beat reporter for the Colts saying that Matt Ryan was going to start. And I said, well, Jeff Saturday just might as well change his title from head coach to tank commander. <laughs> May culpa, I was wrong. Here's your receipt, uh, Colts fans. So, but th- the Raiders, the Raiders had just, I can't, I, I don't get it. They, they, I think they've won, won like what three, three leads by more than fifteen, uh, by more than fifteen, by more than fourteen points. And then I don't, I don't, I don't think they. I think those was this more of a back and forth game. Yeah. But, but for some reason, Josh McDaniels, we've talked about Mike McCarthy, but Josh McDaniels, I've said he's a he's the Mike McCarthy of the AFC. You have said that for a while. And I'm right. I'm yeah. still right. Yeah. <laughs> you are. You are. He, he and I I had said I had said before the season, I because I think we were both a little we thought the Raiders could be sneaky good. And yeah. The thing that I had said is, oh, Josh McDaniels, he's no doubt learned from his time with the Denver Broncos. He's a younger, he was a younger coach then. He, uh, you know, he's not going to make some of the same mistakes. And I mean, he seems to be making some mistakes still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, so, uh, and I've also said some coaches are better coordinators than they are head coaches. Mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels is, again, proving he's, me right. So, yeah. So, and I know my buddy Jeff Levac of uh, Levac and Goss podcast and the uh, and the and now the Columbus Lions coaches show because uh, he knows part of the Columbus Lions in the NAL now. Um, I I I don't know how much his he, he actually was on 
Pugsley's Pit, which is one of their Godzilla Media podcasts, uh, today, and he gave a sneak preview on his live show earlier this afternoon. And I, I just can't express the sorrow he has. And he's he believes that the Raiders are doing this on purpose. Oh. Because I think they, they said they think they want to get rid of Derek Carr. Or De- yeah, Derek Carr. Yeah, Derek Carr. Yeah. I'm trying to remember David Carr's David Carr would play in the Houston Texans. Um yeah. Derek Derek Carr. And they're gonna pick up one of the top two quarterbacks in the draft this year. I don't think it's that's I don't think it's as simple as that. I mean, he, he might have a point, but you know, the Raiders final lose the final way to lose games. Yeah. And unfortunately they, they lost to the Colts who are one of several teams still in the hunt. They're actually still in the hunt. And we both talked about before the season about the Colts being a, probably the, the default winner of the AFC South. And, it might be a little complicated now with the Houston, with the um, Tennessee Titans now being in the mix, being in first place now that Ryan Tannehill's back and they narrowly defeated Denver, uh, which I could, which I need to ask uh, is the Denver Broncos offense historically bad or hysterically bad? That's my <laughs> biggest question. <laughs> but the Raiders somehow find a way to lose. I don't, I don't get they it. Do. A team, this, a team with this much talent and that. I guess you could say much much talent on the both the player side and the coach's side. They should not be losing this many games. Yeah, yeah, it's it's something that doesn't quite add up. They lost the Cardinal game. They had a big lead there, and Kyler yep. proceeded to run all over them. Um, the Den- the the uh, Las Vegas Raiders are rapidly becoming the NFL's get right team. Oh, you, you've had a bad stretch. Play the Raiders. You'll yeah. look all right. You know. And and um, I guess some of it you can give a credit to Jeff Saturday. That that offensive line uh, blocked better than they have, I think, all season. And as a result of that, we're gonna we're, we're gonna have a a glimpse later into the show. But it paid dividends for somebody. And yeah, um, yeah I. But a lot of the this is just the Raiders. You look at a lot of their games; they're up, and then all of a sudden you. It becomes the witching hour, and they lose. Mm-hmm. You know, teams teams uh, teams find a way to win during the witching hour. The the Las Vegas Raiders are decidedly on the other side of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, they are. Dustin, for you, who is the biggest disappointment of this week? Well, the biggest disappointment here, my my uh, my Homer wings are going to come out. I was very excited for. <laughs> my Seahawks to fly over in Germany and, (laughs) and it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. Now they did make a rally late in the fourth quarter, but I was excited. I woke up nine 30 going to watch the game and I'm saying, Hey, I get to watch the full game for my team this week. It's going to be great. Uh, They were underdogs heading into that game, according to Vegas, which I don't understand how they were. I would have put money down on that bet if I had had time. Uh, I thought that the Seahawks were the better team than the Bucks straight up. Well, it turned out, and I'd been saying for weeks that the defense was playing better. Everything, everything you could see what Seattle's building. The defense did not play well. The Bucks finally, after not being able to run the ball at all for many weeks, 
were able to run it with a combination of Leonard Fournette, Rashad White, and I forget the third back that was in there because Leonard Fournette did exit with an injury in this game. I think it was a hip injury, and Rashad White came in and was absolutely bonkers for them. But as a result, Tom Brady got to throw the ball about half as much as he had been averaging throwing it, and he looked a lot better that way. Um, You know, he's an older quarterback. He is an ageless wonder, but you have to – it's simple math. You don't make him throw the ball as much. He's going to, he's going to look a little better. And the offensive line protected him a bit, which, which hadn't happened. Uh, it mm-hmm. just, it just was. And then when it looked like, um, when it looked like that the Seahawks might be mounting a comeback, there's a costly fumble by Geno Smith in the red zone uh, to negate a, at the end of the third quarter to negate a previous Bucks turnover. That was a momentum shift possibly. And, and Gino, unfortunately he fumbles the ball there. Mm-hmm. I will say I wrote down, given our theme the last few weeks, there was a good no call. And I'm saying this as a Seahawks fan. Um, there was, they originally threw a flag for roughing the passer on Gino Smith. Levante David was, was originally flagged for it. And then they picked the flag up. And upon watching the replay, it was a good no call. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, Rashad White, he rushed for 105 rushing yards by himself. Uh, It just was a very disappointing game. And I thought the Seahawks came in maybe a little flat-footed. And they didn't start playing, in my opinion, until late. And it it cost them. To me, this was a game they should have won. And they could have had – not a stranglehold on the division, but they could have had a, a commanding uh, lead because for a while it looked like the Niners were not going to w- win the game that uh, that they did against the, I believe it was against the Chargers. Chargers. The Chargers. But, but the other two teams in the division, I mean, oh, my God, I have written in my notes here, John Wolford versus Colt McCoy, the QB matchup we all wanted. So that just yeah. tells you the state of the other two teams in the NFC West right now. And I yeah. just feel like the Seahawks, me being a huge Seahawks fan aside, they blew a massive opportunity in what I think was a winnable game. Yeah. I, I, by the way, uh, if, if the, uh, the get right game for the week for the, for the uh, team who's playing the Raiders is the Denver Broncos, which is yeah. also the yeah. worst sorry America game of the week on CBS. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Rams, I think are right now are an afterthought. They just, we just got news. News just came on the wire that Cooper's cup's going to have surgery on his right, on his ankle that was injured against the Cardinals this week. Man, what is, what a disappointment. Yes. Yes. that team is this year and you know sean McVay has gone record saying yeah i'm, I'm gonna ride i'm gonna ride or die with matt stafford aaron donald cooper cup and jalen ramsey uh until the wheels fall off of all of them i just i have a feeling that the honeymoon is over in los angeles and i think you know it's not it's not a bold prediction it's not a hot take of the week but i think i think i think mcveigh's job is in trouble yeah, I mean, you might have speculation of all speculations, but it's it's big spe- it's big speculation. But I I have to admit I I kind of agree with you, and I think partially because of the way that he's handled the running back situation, um, saying in the media pretty much, oh, we are accepting trade requests for Cam Akers, and uh, 
Um, and we're going to go with a hot hand, but both of them have to show me more. I mean, there's a way to handle that. And, but what if, what if Henderson and Akers have a lot of friends in that locker room and they're looking at that situation and say, if that's what you'd say about them, what would you say about me? You have to wonder if he's lost the locker room a little bit. Yeah. I mean, such a free fall from last year when they went and they won the Super Bowl at home at SoFi stadium. And this year, they're currently looking at a three and six. They're looking at three and six right now. They're, they're tied with the Detroit Lions. Yeah. <laughs> their record is tied with the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Who won their second game in a row. I mean, this they did. They did. And that was that was um runner up for another category. That game was crazy. Yes. They they beat the beat what, the Bears 31-30. Yeah, which is actually a great segue. Before actually, I want to get some more comments in just a second, but that's gonna be okay. a great segue to our most entertaining game, but let's look at the comments and uh, why says Ron and such a podcast is a troll. Yeah, but yeah, but what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say, I will say this. I mean, Rod had some great questions last week uh, in the comments section for our show last week. Yes, he did. Uh, Rod he did. says uh, the Cowboys losing to the Packers was his biggest disappointment of the week. Uh, he also says, tells wise to let him live. <laughs> let me live. <laughs> Wise also says Josh McDaniels is not a good head coach. Thank you, Wise, for agreeing with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wise is also a Giants fan. He says Daniel Jones is a great example of what a great head coach can do. And yeah, Brian Dable's definitely uh, coach of the year candidate right now. The Giants won another game. They're and they're a, a game behind the Philadelphia Eagles for first place in the NFC West, or the NFC yeah. East, and they're also a game back of home field advantage for the playoffs at this point. So this could be. Uh, this could be fun. This could be a fun year for the Giants and for the Jets. Uh, we have another co- uh, viewer, Brandon Brown, who says Daniel Jones could be light years ahead if he had any consistency or quality on the coaching staff the past four years. Yeah, also an offensive line. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. their offensive line was porous. And then Rod says, hey, did you all know the Patriots have 22 AFC East titles? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> so we're going to move on. <laughs> To the most entertaining game of the week. And Dustin, I'm going to have you lead off before one of our guests comes in. I'll be All here right. about, about 10, 15 minutes. So uh, go ahead and uh, go with the – I don't have a feeling we're going to have this, with the same with the same thinking in the most exciting game of the week. So go right ahead and who is your most exciting game of the week? Oh, man. Uh, for me, I have to dive in. I have to dive in and just say this, to me, might be the game of the year. And I'm going to use that yeah. cliche of if you have aliens come down and you, and they say, why do people watch football? This is now the game that you show them because this game was unbelievable. If you look at my handwritten notes for the show, I like to do handwritten notes. And then when you send me the show rundown, I type my stuff in. Mm-hmm. My handwritten notes for this game look like the ramblings of a – it looks like a beautiful mind on this page. <laughs> this is like because I have – let's see – it's like I a have, ransom note too. <laughs> yeah, I have I have Buffalo versus Min, Min, Minnesota Vikings showed resolve coming back. They were down 27-10 at half. And then I have an arrow. What a grab by Justin Jefferson took the bill took the ball away from a Bills defender. Would have been an INT. Offsides on 97 on Buffalo. Costly. Baffling to QB sneak it. Great stand by Buff to end the game. Scribble. Why call the sneak? Wow. Fumbled snap. Bills blow game. Bills called QB sneak to avoid safety. 
Bills come back to tie to bring it to OT. This is, this is all real time because I kept thinking the game was over. Was Gabe Davis catch good? Vikings win. Justin Jefferson won that game. <laughs> this is that unbelievable. Oh. I mean, Josh Allen throws a pick in the red zone for what the third consecutive week, I think maybe. Yeah, that's um, me sending me. That's me sending you a screen capture of the Buffalo Bills sitting on Twitter uh, on that goal line stand. Fourth period, down period, stop period, ball game, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. That yeah. was right before Josh Allen fumbled the ball. Yeah, which, okay, <laughs> so there's a lot There's a lot to say about this game. I just read a bunch of ramblings. But the one question that I had for you and the one question that I was itching to ask now mm-hmm. – Keyshawn Johnson on on uh, uh, Keyshawn, uh, Keyshawn J Will and Max. He said, "If it's me, I take a safety there. I take a safety. I give him the two points." And Dan Arlovsky, who was on the show, said, "If I wasn't announcing that game, I'd eviscerate you for doing that. You never give them points, especially when there was forty seconds left. And with that offense, you never know what could happen. You know, he's he's talking about the way that game was going." And it made me think, I can see the rationale be trying, behind trying to avoid the safety, but if you just want to get the ball out of the end zone, why not run the wildcat for that play and put the ball in a running back's hands to see if he at least can get it out of the end zone? Why give it to Josh Allen on that play? Why yeah. have him – now, I know, I know the botch snapped. That usually doesn't happen, but – a QB sneak to get it out of the end zone, run the wildcat, run the wildcat and do a direct snap to a running back and let him get it out of there. That, that was my thought. Yeah, actually key. I didn't hear that point, but Keyshawn Johnson, actually, I actually kind of agree with him. Yeah, I actually, I, I actually do agree with him. And also the bills benefited from a no call uh, when Stefan Diggs clearly uh, on that sideline catch uh, to get them within uh yeah, to get them to get them down the field to try to get that field goal was actually not a catch at all. Yeah, that's I, I have it written down as Gabe Davis. Maybe I maybe I had the I receiver it was, wrong. It, there. it was either Davis or uh, Davis or or uh, Diggs, one of those well, two. But yes, and and Buffalo knew it was Buffalo knew, but credit to them, they hustled up to the line mm-hmm. and got a playoff mm-hmm. before it could be reviewed. Yep. Um, but yeah, this is uh, it's unbelievable. I, I don't know. This game had it all. And to me, some people commented, they were saying, oh, Kirk Cousins, he was making he's making unbelievable throws down the stretch. Now, I haven't played in the National Football League. I haven't I I haven't done a lot of things in life. But to my eye, it wasn't so much the throws that Kirk Cousins was making. It was the catches that Justin Jefferson was making. Mm-hmm. He, I've talked about the biggest catch in the game, uh, in my opinion, was the one the Buffalo defender had his hands on it. He had two hands on the ball. It was a pick, and Justin Jefferson ripped it away with one hand. It was unbelievable. I, I wrote, wow, what a catch with three explanation points. And that's why <laughs> that's why I have in my notes, Justin Jefferson won that game. I yeah, I it was so to me, yes, Kirk Cousins, is he are we perhaps a little too harsh on him from time to time? Maybe we are, but it's because he's shown us in the past 
that he doesn't always do the best in big games and that he he's he can do enough to to have you win some games but he also can make some decisions that that sometimes you're just wondering why'd you make that throw in that situation and this i think was a a, a case of a receiver almost single-handedly for the Vikings taking over that game because you you had a, Dal- a Dalvin Cook fumble that he thought he was going to be kicking himself this game I know I sound like I'm just rambling, but the Vikings showed <laughs> incredible resolve to come back down the way they were 27-10 at the, at, I think at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Unbelievable comeback. What a game. What a win. There was so much back and forth. Yeah. So speaking of back and forth, we've got ourselves a guest winning in the green room. Uh, he is the co-host of the corner booth podcast he's also the co-host of the the uh corner booth pregame on thursdays at seven i'm occasionally a guest on there jared has uh, decided to come on so we're going to bring on jared jared what's going on buddy mccarthy how we doing i went through slush sleet and snow to get on this show tonight so oh, hey, thank you for being here it. we appreciate it's, you. it's weird out here in connecticut man i swear it's like i come out of the gym and it's like snowing sideways i get to the top of the mountain where my house is and i'm like oh it's sleeting now oh this is just gonna be great in the morning so you know i said you know i'm gonna enjoy it tonight crack a beer for uh mccarthy and uh hey you know gotta gotta say hello to you and dustin and uh not talk about last night's game so we've already done that at Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. We've already done that. We're moving See, on. See, my though. timing was strategic. Yeah, exactly. there you go. Because <laughs> you know what? Listen, I have my thoughts, and it's thoughts that every Eagles fan said already. They played like crap. The refs screwed us, and Washington. I mentioned that. Bad. I mentioned the no Washington's call. Washington's a terrible team. And yeah, the fact that it basically dislocated Dallas Goddard's shoulder. So you know, why? Thanks, Washington. Appreciate you intentionally injuring our players and the refs letting it go. But you know, it's okay. Um, it's you know you can't win <laughs> Is them it all. Though? <laughs> no, it's okay because they basically just poured a, a, a gallon of gasoline on a smoldering fire that was the Eagles go. They were they were they were getting lazy. The game against Houston proved it, and basically now you they just rolled about four gallons of kerosene on and said, All right, you're call Indy, they're your problem next week. So uh it's I expect Sirianni and the boys to come out throwing haymakers. I, I, I hope they win by a lot, but I you know I hope they win, let's be honest. But you know. Jeff Saturday is going to have a fun uh, uh, second coaching debut. So it should be fun. I'm a, Hey, listen, yeah. I'm going to have my Hurricanes one on Saturday because that was the first time in like a month they won a game. So there you go. There you, there you go. go. There you go. You win some, you lose yeah, some. Yeah, quarterback's 18 damn years old, gets a dub. And I'm like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, uh, maybe Saturday is going to have a rough Sunday. I'll see myself out. Hey, <laughs> hey listen, I, I, 
I'm I'm putting money on Miami over Clemson because fuck it. That's why. Sorry for the cursing already. You but get one. You get one. Get your first one. Get one. Bump. <laughs> I get one. McCarthy knows me. There's about 15 usually in my in my in the clip for me, but I'll hold one round off today. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> you won the cha- There's one. There's always one in the chamber. Always one in the chamber. <laughs> Listen. Um. It's uh, sports betting wise this year for me and my co-host Matt has been just a nightmare. Oh. One week I go and hit the most beautiful perfect week parlay. But of course, with my lowest odds total of any parlay I've, I've, I've bet this year, and then I get screwed in the last week, in the last five minutes by the Texans and the Bills. That would have won me five hundred dollars. It kind of just it happens. I hit it with the Browns. I I bet on the Browns when they were down by ten or seven. I mean, on the Dolphins. I mean, and it was like the perfect bet. It was like minus. It was like plus five hundred. Added on to my parlay at the last second. I was like, oh, cool, great. And I, I look like a genius up until about midway through the fourth quarter. So, but listen, you guys were talking about that Minnesota Buffalo game. My dad being a Vikings fan, I love Buffalo if I'm not rooting for the Eagles. And I'll say this right now that was the best football game I've watched in a very long time, maybe since like I would go back to the Jared Goff versus Mahomes Monday Night Football game. I'll oh, throw yeah, in that was Eagles and Patriots. Mm-hmm. I'll throw in Eagles Patriots Super Bowl. Um, I'll, I'll throw in a Minnesota Miracle game. Like I'll throw in a bunch of games that are classics, right? And this game lived up to it. Uh, oh, yeah. I was blown away. And, you know, all the Vikings fans saying we shouldn't even gone to overtime. Gabe Davis was out of bounds. He goes, I'm like, yeah, but the Vikings got away with a couple ones too. That's what makes football yeah. football. But Yeah. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to balance out. And uh, yeah, you bring up that that Eagles Patriots Super Bowl. I would I would give the uh, the MVP award to Donovan McNabb's um, throw up on that one for the two. Oh, I was talking the about drill. 17, the one that actually matters. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That one where you won the one. The one yeah, where I you mean, won, listen, the best one. <laughs> it, it, listen, it's OK, because if it wasn't for LJ Smith's Butterfingers, that, pro- that probably is a touchdown in the next play. Eagles got two chips. So, you know. I've I've played I've watched that throw about 15 times in my life being a lifelong Eagles fan. Patriots fans are like, oh, we got you no know, four. It's like that ball's on that ball's six inches lower. The Eagles score a touchdown in the next play. We have a whole different yeah. conversation. Yeah, but yeah, I, I hate talking about my Eagles too much on my friend shows. <laughs> I just I was in awe of it. Was you had a, to get it out. You had to get it. It was out. an amazing Sunday. Another game that nobody's talking about is the Bears and Lions was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I turned game, red zone off and watched that for twenty minutes. I was like, "This is incredible." Yeah, yeah. It's a great. It was a great game. It was my runner up for the most entertaining. But then Buffalo versus uh, Minnesota happened. <laughs> yep. Well, actually, we're gonna move on to most notable performance of the week, and I'm gonna lead off here. Yeah. I think Jonathan Taylor's back, guys. I think he's back. 22 carries, 162 yards, one touchdown. He had that long touchdown run against the Raiders. I think he's back. I think yeah, it's safe yeah. to say he's back, and I think that's probably the best thing with the with the new coach change, with uh, Jeff Saturday in the lineup uh, yeah. as the coach, uh, is that he's running the ball again. And he's putting his trust mm-hmm. – and you mentioned that, Dustin, he, he's putting trust in his offensive line to do the things that they need to do to win the game. And they not only pass protected, but they also ran the ball pretty effectively. So he's my normal form performance of the week. Saquon Barkley was a close second with his 120 plus yard game yeah, against yeah. Houston. So, but his yeah, back's JT, be, his back's got to be hurting for how much he's been carrying that Giants offense this year. Holy hell! Yeah, yeah. I got I got buddies of mine, Giants fans, texting me who listen to my show. They're like, Jared, like, are you gonna talk about the Giants and how they owe Saquon basically a billion dollars for their year this year? And I said, <laughs> listen, I'll be honest with you. 
I root for Saquon because I I know people who are from Penn State who grew up around him who know him. He's mm-hmm. a really nice dude. Apparently, like it was like I, I hate yeah. admitting that about rival teams players, but I've heard nothing but great things about Saquon as a person. So like I love seeing him succeed, and he is carrying this team. Oh now, yeah. That, be, that being said, I think my performance this week is Justin Jefferson. Guys, I don't care how much Kurt Swaggins, yeah. I mean Cousins, does his little dances and everything. <laughs> or Patrick Peterson with three. Leave your shirt on, Kirk. God. Yeah, right? Listen, the man's ripped. Let show it off, Kirk. Who cares? I ain't gonna watch, but somebody might. Um, <laughs> I'll say this, right? Justin Jefferson's the best receiver in football. Can we just put the debate to bed, please? Like it's not close. I, I, my, my old man. He's a great. He's a great guy. But sports, he kind of takes a backseat. Suffered a lot as a Red Sox fan. His Vikings really haven't been good. The one time they were, my Eagles basically curb stomped them in the NFC title game. He kind of ins and out watches him. He just likes watching football. He goes, How, "How's this kid Jefferson? I've heard a lot. I've heard his name a lot." I'm like, "Daddy's the best receiver in football." And then the next play, he makes that ridiculous one-handed catch, and my dad's like, "Face his jaw hit the floor." Yeah, Justin Jefferson is that good. He's that guy. He goes, "What do you compare it to?" I'm like. He's as smooth as Jerry Rice with the explosiveness of young OBJ. And I will fully back that claim. I cannot wait till week 13 when Sauce Gardner and he go head to head. Oh, I, that is going to be one of the most legendary that's games. That's going to be so that's much That's going to be Darius Slate versus <laughs> oh. Hopkins. Like That's the game they need to NBC Norman to versus flex. Beckham. Like, this is going to be epic. Yeah, that's yeah. the game that NBC needs to flex. The NFL needs to flex that game. It's week 13. Okay, okay, good. That's not the game because I'm I'm going to the Sunday Night Football game week 12, and I'm like, do okay. not be flexing me out of that game. I'm going to Eagles Packers <laughs> at the link. <laughs> no, that I place is that going game. to be rocking. I, th- I think week third. I think week thir- week 13 Sunday Night Football is Cowboys and Colts. Oh yeah, flex that out of there. Yeah, yeah, flex <laughs> that out. Flex that out of there. But I I agree with you, Jared. I had uh. I had Justin Jefferson as my um, most notable performance of the week. Ten receptions, 193 yards, one touchdown. Only, quote-unquote, only one touchdown. But so many of his catches were the reason that the Vikings kept drives going that game. It was it was unbelievable. It seemed like they were saying his name on every, every drive late in that game. Every mm-hmm. single drive. Especially after demoralizing, like I said, the the Dalvin Cook fumble where he would have been gone down the sidelines. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just an unbelievable game by Justin Jefferson. The absolute game wrecker on that on that one. You, one thing I don't think people understand. I'm a big McCarthy knows this. I am a huge film guy. I watch film for fun. I crack a six pack of beers. I sit down and literally just start watching tape. And one of the most beautiful things you appreciate a great receiver and the smoothness of everything from their hip motion to their eye contact, the way they use their hands, the way they get themselves away, separate without using just their speed. Justin Jefferson's an artist. He runs routes smoother than Devontae Adams, but has the breakaway speed to get away from cornerbacks. And one thing I'm excited for, guys, and one thing I think, if, if book it now, as long as it's not in prime time, it's, it might be in prime time, so they might be screwed. But Vikings-Cowboys is going to be hilarious because Trayvon Diggs is going to have to cover either K.J. Osborne, who runs like a damn Ferrari. I should know. He's from the U. Um, <laughs> freaking Adam Thielen, who's a surgeon on underneath routes. And then you have Justin Jefferson, who's the best receiver in football. So either way, Tray- uh, Trayvon Diggs is going to get lit up like a Christmas tree, and I'm ex- I'm just here for it. 
Um, <laughs> one thing I pride myself on is evaluating cornerbacks, and I was been screaming this since last year. Trayvon Diggs is the luckiest man in football. And and I think Justin Jefferson is going to just keep eating him alive. But I will also say this. If you want to watch a horrible performance last night, I think I think Darius Slate was hurt last night on uh, on McLaurin. McLaurin's nasty though; he's yeah. a top ten receiver as well. But yeah. I think I think last I I will be honest. One last thing about last week because I know I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to bring up at least one more time because I don't want to talk about it on Thursday on my show. Um, I think the Eagles were asleep. I think they were expecting an easy win. All the talk about the Monday Night Massacre too. All these stupid things and um. I think the Eagles needed a good kick in the good kick between the legs, and it, and I, after watching Justin uh, J- Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown's uh, press conferences, um, Colts we'll see in we'll see in six days. <laughs> <laughs> but also, boys, what do you want to talk about? I'm here for another ten minutes before I gotta go cook a steak that's been soaking in pesto because I'm trying a new experiment tonight. But well, well, next is our next segment is our hottest individual take of the week. And since you have only ten minutes, uh, uh, Jared, let's let's go to you first. Defer to yeah, you first. Yeah, lead it what's off. What's your what's your hottest individual take th- from this week in the NFL? Um, my hottest individual take is that the Texans and the Lions are not going to finish in the bottom five in the draft. Oh, the Houston Texans. I've watched back to back weeks in the NFC East teams. Two teams are going to make the playoffs: in the Giants and the Eagles. Two teams that are very well coached: in Brian Dable and Nick Sirianni. It's just growing pains they're going through. Now they have Nico Collins back and Brandon Cooks back. Without those guys, they still took the Eagles about, I'd say, seven out of the 12 rounds. And then, you know, A.J. Brown and Hurts just started imposing their will on them. But that's just what happens. They're, they're a top-five team versus a team that hasn't really gotten – I think Davis Mills is a franchise quarterback. I think this kid, his reads are great. He's athletic. He's got the arm talent. Everything is there. He's been overshadowed by the fact that they've been a dumpster fire for two years now. Yeah. But Lovey Smith's kind of curtailed him, even with um, I can't remember the guys, the head coach they had last year. David um, Culley, I think. David, David Culley, I knew David C. With David Culley there, David Culley at least taught the kid, like, listen, screw it. Step back and rip it. There's not like you what, what what's the worst happening? You throw an interception, they're gonna be a top five team anyway. And they went and got Derek Stingley, who has secretly put together a great season. He just doesn't play in New York, so he's not getting Sauce's attention. I think Sauce is the better cornerback. I just think Derek Stingley's a freak athlete, and he's going to have a great re- – I think of him like a skinnier Patrick Peterson when it comes to the athletic ability, like a DRC. Like a Dominic Rogers Cromartie, kind of a skinnier, great man-to-man corner, plays athletically well. And the biggest key to this Texans team is Damian Pierce is that dude. Yeah. they've mm. The Texans have always – had when they're good, they always have a good running back. Steve Slayton – um, I'm on green for a hot minute, right? Yep. And then you go all the way back. You throw it back to my man, Arian Foster. Arian Foster. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mr. One Cut himself. They've always had a decent running back. My boy from the U, Lamar Miller. Another one for those uh, Deshaun Watson teams. The Texans are going to be a good team. They may beat the Browns when they when Deshaun Watson shows up. Like I, I am seriously yeah. saying, like, do not be surprised if Mills comes out and chucks a couple bombs. Because – one, that Cleveland secondary looks free. That Cleveland defense looks so overhyped. And two, yeah. uh, Houston's hungry. And with the Detroit Lions, all that talk about Danny Campbell getting canned, man, they're fired up. Yes, they beat the Bears and the Packers. Yeah. But I don't need them to go 
nine and ten and zero the rest of the stretch. I need them to win like six games, five games, which they could easily do. The record is not their schedule is not hard. And this week against the Giants, I'm not betting this game because I'm not an idiot because I don't feel like losing any more money. <laughs> but I'm telling you right now, if you want a fun bet to say eh, throw in the effort bucket, just say screw it, throw it right, like throw money down the on the um the the uh, the Lions because this game is going to be. Make no sense. Danny Jeff Akuda is playing like a top five, top 10 corner. Finally, it just took him three damn seasons. And that offense is clicking again. Jamal Williams is the perfect back for that system now with Swift. So that's my hot take. Texans and Lions are playing way better than the record show, and they will both not be top five teams in the draft. What's hilarious is that the Saints will be. And who owns the Saints pick? <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Yeah. Will, give us Will Anderson. Put him next to Josh Sweat and Son Reddick. Let's get the sacks going. <laughs> if if Howie you're, Rosen you're probably... is a Sith Lord, Howie Rosen is a Sith Lord, and Joe Douglas was his under his tutelage. Man. Yeah, you you are probably rooting uh, in the in the most negative way possible for Andy Dalton at well, I I despise <laughs> the New Orleans Saints, so. I love the city in New Orleans, but watching their Saints just not be good is just ah, music. Like the NFC East teams I despise, I actually don't mind the Giants as much as people think I do because a lot of my best friends are Giants fans. I grew up around mm-hmm. Giants fans. My family are Giants fans. Well, I respect that fan, blue blood fan base. I love it. It's great. They're like the Jets. They're like them and the Jets. I got to I gosh, I love those fan bases. They're fun. As much as when I'm at their games, I want to throw hands at their fans, but that's different. I'm an Eagles fan. I've had a few beers in my system. But Washington, I hate their players. Dallas, I hate their fans and their players. And <laughs> New Orleans, I laugh at the delusion of their fans and despise their players. So, that, 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 like, it's that one random team that makes no sense to me because I love to see New Orleans. I love their food. Cajun is actually my specialty cooking. But – I, it's to me, it's just like, I just love that. It's like our ultimate revenge for 2018, the Alshon Jeffrey drop game. Like it's Howie Roseman sitting there like with a cigar and a glass of whiskey with like some ominous music from like, like, I don't know. Uh, just uh, some like, some like really somber violins in the background <laughs> with some opera, <laughs> just like smoking a cigar saying, this is my ultimate victory. <laughs> Eagles, Eagles at worst finishing like the, NFC title game or division round, and they're sitting there with not one but two first round picks. One of them is going to get them Will Anderson. So I just, it, it's beautiful. But gentlemen, I took up like eight minutes on a take. Please, I want to no, hear some good takes out of you. All right. Go ahead, Dustin. You go ahead. What's your hottest individual, individual take from week 10? All right. I'll make this one, I'll make this one quick, but I think, um, I have a couple. I have a couple Bills fans uh, that are friends of mine on Facebook. One of them I went to high school with. I know them. I think the the talk of the Bills' demise is incredibly premature. They lost a like the one thing that um, my friend, who's the Bills fan, he put on Facebook. He said Bills are a fraud, and I just thought that was ridiculous. The Bills lost one of the craziest games. Who would have thought that a snap was going to be fumbled? You know, there just there was a lot that went wrong in that game. I think the Bills had has has their armor been taken off a little bit? Yeah. Have have teams figured out how to play them well? Probably. But are they a fraud? Absolutely not. I th- I think they're still they're still they're still one of the better teams in the AFC. No problem. Now Josh Allen, he's got to 
He's got to kind of uh, rein in the red zone interceptions he's had the last few weeks. Uh, I think his his arm, he's got a little bit of that, and not to bring this guy's name up on the podcast, but he's got a little bit of that Brett Favre in him, too. I think where his Brett arm, he, he's got so much ability in his arm, and he believes in it so much that sometimes he makes throws that he really shouldn't make. But uh, chill out, Bills fans. I mean, come on. I get it. It's an emotional game. That was an emotional loss, but I don't think that they are a mirage. I will say one thing about Allen. I've had UCL. I've had buddies the UCL injuries. You could tell in those throws. Go back and look at the tape, guys. Those last couple throws in that game, you could tell he was hurting. Don't yeah. be surprised if Case Keenum surprisingly starts two out of the next three games. Their next hard game is New England December 4th. Yeah. First. yeah, I mean, frankly, I was shocked he was going to start this one. I thought there's no way he started. Me too. I they thought he'd be done for Keenum at least three show, or four bro. weeks. Yeah. They have a Case Keenum show. It's always electric <laughs> with Case Keenum in the lineup. <laughs> but uh, Ryan, how about how about you? Well, I remember early in the show when I thought I, I when I said that Josh Mc, uh, McDaniel's was not tanking. For the uh, Raiders, uh, I forgot I had said in their show notes that yeah he's he's a tank, he's the tank commander for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they're <laughs> tanking. You could you, you, I mean we always we 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 said earlier that we don't know how he manages to lose games, but I kind of gotta wonder if he's losing these games on purpose. This is all part of a master plan to get a high draft pick somehow. Um, as far as I know, they don't. As far as I know, they don't have. Um, I don't think they have a draft pick. I don't think they have a number one pick this year. They don't have um, a first round pick this year because of the Devonte Adams trade. Yeah, I think I think you're right yeah. about that. I, I, yeah. I, um, I believe they are down a first round pick for the next two years. Um, I think it was a two first, two seconds for Adams. I don't. I. I'd have to get close. Usually, I have Matt or Mason to look this up for me. So I'm like. <laughs> So I love those two to death. Shout out to Matt and Mason, by the way. Um, but like I, I, I dude, my I have my uncle's a Raiders fan, man, and I'm I'm praying for him right now. I really am. <laughs> All right, now, let's see. Well, maybe, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's not. Maybe maybe he is a tank commander, but for a different purpose. Since he doesn't have a first round pick this year, but but he's not like- a good coach. Looks like, according to what I'm reading, it was a 2022 first round and 2022 second round pick. So they are out a first. Hold on, let me see here. Oh, come on. Let's see what Tankathon says. Let's see what Tankathon says because let me just see what the big board says. It said uh, Las Vegas. Las Vegas has the number two pick right now if the season ended today. Wow. So I was. So it was a 2022 first round pick. Yeah. So. Yep. They own the number two pick in the draft right now. Uh, they're right behind Houston at one seven and one. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a tank commander. <laughs> he's playing tank commander. He is a tank commander. And as much as I feel for my Raiders, my my friends who are Raiders fans, I got it kind. I kind of wonder what's going, what's happening right now in Vegas, and this might be might be part of a master plan. We don't know. Who knows? But based on that, uh, based on that haircut, Mark Davis doesn't have one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm terrified for my fellow, my my Raiders family members. I, 
I'm telling you right now, I think this is the worst hire. I think it's worth Nathaniel Hackett. At least Nathaniel Hackett has a has a rich ownership behind him. Like the Raiders are the poorest ownership in football, and they are stuck on that contract. It's not even like Connecticut out here where you can fire at will and like unemployment doesn't come to you for a couple months. Right. It's you are stuck in that contract in, in Nevada, I believe. And the worst part about it is, is I from the get-go knew this was going to be a bad idea. I picked the Raiders because I just said, oh, the Chandler Jones thing, they're going to be able to get after the quarterback. They're going 10 games. They're going to get whooped in the first round of the playoffs. But I figured McDaniels can't be this bad of a coach. He lost the locker room apparently within two, three weeks. Oh, geez. Oh, that's, yeah. that's rumors. Oh, he probably He's guaranteed already lost it already with that Derek Carr press conference. I felt depressed watching him talk. As bad as I feel as an Eagles fan today, I felt worse for Derek Carr. If you're calling out your own teammates at a press conference, your season is done. Your yeah. career in that city might be done, or those players' career. So, listen, we, I, I hate to steal a spotlight before I dip, but, man, I just – the Raiders, it's just – I think they're – I thought the Broncos were bad. But, like, the – the. Uh, the uh, the Walmart family can just throw out money left and right. What they buy for five point five billion cash? They can throw escrow and all that other crap. Like, dude, whew. Vegas is screwed, man. They're done. This is a two year. This is a two year death sentence right here. Devontae Adams is sitting like, Aaron, do you need me? He's like, no, nah, I got this Christian kid. He doesn't get hurt. He just runs fast. I mean, six five. <laughs> but, what a mess in Vegas. It has been a pleasure coming on your show today. Yeah. Actually, Jared, before you go, go ahead. I'm going to give you the floor. Go ahead and plug away. You can follow me at these two amazing handles here. Belly Up Jared is my Twitter. I only only do it. uh, I only have it as that because it's so much harder to change your Twitter handle, apparently. But Corner Booth Jared is where you can find me everywhere else. You can find me at the Corner Booth Podcast, at Corner Booth Pod. It's on everything. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, uh, TikTok. I always forget that one. Um. We do our recorded show Monday nights, released Tuesday morning. We just dropped an episode yesterday, this morning. Mason just put the tweet out. And we have our live show Thursdays where you can catch guys like McCarthy, our boy Angela Duke, the boys from Craft Brew Sports, all of our friends stop by. It is the pregame show for your weekends and Thursday night football. It's a little more – it's a little – It's it, listen, if you like this show, you'll love the, that show. I just warn you right now, we curse a lot more. And <laughs> one, of our, one of my former co-hosts compared Joe Paterno to a Nazi, but we'll talk about that one another day. <laughs> I, McCarthy, I think you were there for that one too. I, I'm not sure if I was. No, no, you were watching it. We had Zach, we had Zach from uh, Zach Kielman from uh, uh, Gridiron Grind or whatever that was on. He was not ready for that take. <laughs> and I don't think he ever recovered. He was like a statue the rest of the show. Yeah. But <laughs> listen, Man. Dustin, if you ever get a chance to watch it, I, I wholeheartedly appreciate like you I, I, your feedback. McCarthy is what who I bring on to bring a little holiness to those unholy proceedings. But, <laughs> but uh, gentlemen, congratulations on the anniversary. Love this show. It's always a good listen for myself, Matt, and Mason over at the corner booth and Ghost, who's passed out on the couch. Happy anniversary, fellas. Have a great rest of your show. Oh, Thanks, thank Jared. you. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Well deserved, guys. Hell of a my bud. All right. Please. All right. So thanks to Jared from Corner Booth for stopping by. Before we get on to our last two segments, we need to talk about one of our friends at Godzilla Media. That's Mohawk Honda. And listen, weather outside is going to get frightful. So you need yourself a reliable car. 
The seasons may change, but the one constant is the buying experience at Mohawk Honda, where you are treated with a smile, were greeted with a smile, and treated with respect. And with the weather outside getting frightful, the inventory is ramping up with pilots, passports, and ridge lines, all-wheel drive, four-wheel drive. You need reliable transportation in the snow. Remember, this is the best time to sell your vehicle, and we buy cars. And in some cases, you may be able to sell it for more than you paid for it. Just another advantage you get from the number one volume dealer in the capital region. General Manager Greg Johnson, his team of sales sales consultants, are always available to help you in the buying the buying process. And big news, Scott Moynihan is back at Mohawk Honda, bringing his 30-plus years of automotive experience with him. Stop in and welcome Scott home. You can also see my guy, Evan Zwelin. He got me into a 2016 Honda HRV. It's a great car. Yes, the season's changed, but at Mohawk Honda on Freeman's Bridge Road in Scotia or online at MohawkHonda.com, we always go out of our way to please you. All right, we're going to open up a new section. We kind of change. We kind of change uh, symmetry so often. We shuffle things. We have to shuffle things over so often when I know credentials required. And I brought up. I had. I listened to a conversation on Spit and Chicklets uh, the other day about who are the most dominant athlete, not not in professional sports, is currently not not the most dominant player in a, in a particular sport, but in sports in general. And Dustin, I I kind of pose the question to you as well but i also want to hear in the comments too if you're still watching uh, if you're still watching or leave us a leave us a, a you know I'll, I'll tweet it later or put it on instagram but in your mind who currently is the most dominant athlete in professional sports oh geez i mean this is kind of i was trying to think and i just i have to go i guess i have to go and maybe maybe with my first instinct, because I, I typed a response in the uh, show rundown, just thinking out loud. Um, and it, I guess it was my gut response. And I just I just had uh, another athlete that came to my mind as we were talking. But I'm going to go with my gut response. Maybe Shohei Otani is mm-hmm. probably he's got to be at least in the consideration for the way. We've never seen anybody that can pitch and hit like this mm-hmm. outside of, you know, you don't want to make these comparisons, but people like to compare him to Babe Ruth, but Babe Ruth didn't pitch for that long, you right. know, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. And it also was a different era to do what Shohei Otani is doing. I would say in relative obscurity, I think that's why he's not mentioned more is because of the market that he's in. The, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim are overshadowed by the Dodgers. And let me let me just say this for that name. I really hope new ownership changes it. Yes. Is, is yes. it Los Angeles? Is it Anaheim? Is it California? Which one is it? Like, I know. Have, it just, can we uh, have a solid can – we, can we be sold on a one solid general area? For my for my money, um, for my money, I think they should just change it back to California Angels. Like, back, yeah. you know that nostalgia that hits That's the me. Team I, I grew mean, up with, yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus, Angels in the Outfield, not a great movie, but hey, we remember Tony Danza. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess my first instinct was was uh, Shohei Otani, um, and I and I wish I followed UFC more. Uh, because Francis Nagano was the other name that came to mind, mm-hmm. but they have so many events now that I, 
you know, I, I can't remember what his, his record was. Um, John Bones Jones had quite a run for a while there before, you know, some things happened. But Shohei Otani was Otani was my my gut pick first when I read this question. Uh, what about what about you, Ryan? Uh, I, it's coming down to a handful of guys. Uh, one of them being Bowden Barrett, who is a New Zealand New Zealand national rugby team player. Uh, he plays the, he plays number ten. He's the he's a fly half uh, for the for the All Blacks, uh, one of the most dominant rugby teams in in the world. Uh, but for but the spinning chicklets guys said Connor Mc, uh, they asked if Connor McDavid was oh. the most dominant athlete in professional sports. A lot of them actually said I, I believe a lot of them said yes. I'll have to go back and watch the clip again. But but yeah, I think he I think McDavid is because just basic based he's, on his early stats right now, uh, I believe he's on pace or close to being on pace to matching Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's close to getting 200 points uh, for the season. That's so unbelievable. Just I've... this season alone. I mean, it's incredible the, the stats that he has. Uh, but in terms of not just scoring ability, but all all around athletic ability, you see, you just Google highlight. Go to YouTube. Not now, but after the show. Yeah. Google Connor McDavid highlights and what he does with the puck. Not not only with the puck, but also without the puck. He's one of the fastest skaters on the planet. He's yeah. probably one of the best stick handlers on the planet. I mean, just go watch his highlights. You'll see what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I feel like such an idiot because I am an Oilers fan. But <laughs> I think I think for me, it's it's one of those cases where you kind of I don't want to say you discount McDavid, but you you get so used to seeing him do what he does that you forget how great it is, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, but you just see the highlights on, on a goal from last year where he split three Rangers defenders and just, yeah. you know, and, and I will admit as a, he, he, I just went with the first name that came into my mind. And I think part mm-hmm. of it is um, that I just get used to seeing what he does. And also, I'm sorry, but the the Oilers games are usually on late, and I am I am dozing off a lot of the times. <laughs> but that's a great pick. Yeah, so I'm looking up his. He's currently he's currently uh, he leads the league in leads the NHL with 32 points in only 16 games. He's at two he's at two points per night streak, 15 goals, 17 assists. He's averaging two points per game. Uh, so, yeah, so that's 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 a pretty dominant. He's he's pretty pretty dominant in the score in in scoring. I would say pro- he's probably the most dominant player in this decade so far. Um, but yeah, I mean, my goodness, I mean, you just again just go watch his highlights. I mean, I I don't doubt, she, and this is not to knock any other athletes' scoring ability. Or not scoring ability, but just athletic ability in general. Uh, football players, their different skill sets. Baseball players, different skill sets. Same with basketball. But mm-hmm. you know, hockey, you kind of be, you have to be back and forth. You have to be, you have to play both defense and offense. So, uh, on, on while you're on the on a 200 by 65 sheet of ice <laughs> for 60 minute for 60 minute games plus and then some for uh, for 82 games. So. 
it would be an absolute tragedy if something catastrophic were to happen. Uh, if you had to suffer a catastrophic injury, we won't be able to see his, uh, his, his, his absolute genius on the ice. But I know when we went down to uh, down to New Jersey on New Year's Eve last year with my mm-hmm. nephew Christian, we to see we got to see them live. We get to see him live. That was a special occasion in my. Oh mind. yeah, yeah, that game was absolute madness too. Madness. Yeah. Yeah, the fun time and the Devils won in overtime. So hey, <laughs> but yeah, that's the in my mind that's the most uh, dominating athlete. Rod from Rod and Sister Podcast has LeBron James, eh, maybe ten years ago, but not currently. I guess. I mean, there's plenty of other NBA players out there like Giannis, like yeah. Steph Curry. Um, if I who's had that, to, who's that? Who's that kid from the who, from the Grizzlies? I can't remember his name. Oh the top yeah, of and I, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, if if I had to pick a player from the NBA, as much as I love Luka Doncic, I think yeah, um, the clear the clear pick for me would be John Morant from the Memphis, John Morant, yes, from Thank the you. Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, he's from, he's like a cheat code. He <laughs> definitely is a pitchy code, yeah, definitely for sure. So we're gonna close out in just a moment or two but i just what this is actually the record this is the recording of the 100th episode of no credentials required and it's taken unofficially we have 124 episodes in the box but those a lot of those were special editions or they were uh special interviews special editions like the happy hour uh and morning cup which uh unfortunately i kind of spectacularly failed at but that's okay that's what life is um I've had to take breaks every so often just to kind of clear my mind, put myself in a new direction, uh, different ep- also with different episodes, with different uh, sports figures. I can go back and listen to different episodes, but uh, there's a hundredth episode and Dustin, you're, you're, I know you're kind of late to the game. I only asked yeah. you to be a co-host uh, a couple months ago, but you've been a part of the show now. And also if, if Corey, if he's watching or listening, got to give credit to him for, uh, for being the, the catalyst uh, for, uh, not only starting occurrences required back in 2019 when we were uh, when we were both with uh, Broken Bat Media, uh, but also continuing uh, uh, rebooting the podcast uh, during the pandemic of 2020 uh, to get things going with occurrences required and Belly Up Sports. Again, I want to thank you for want to thank Mike and Blaine and uh, at Belly Up Sports for allowing me for to have this to have a podcast be part of the network and also guys the Godzilla Media uh, to be on his network too. So. Yeah, reflecting back on hundred episodes, has been a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, not so much blood, but just a lot of uh, different <laughs> times where I've had to stop and restart and kind of refocus on things. But uh, you know, I'm, now I'm having fun. I'm having fun doing the podcast again. And it was for a while it was kind of a, a slog because of doing this podcast solo with no accountability. But now I have accountability every week. We record and yeah. we do a live show, and it's it's becoming fun. So. Um, to everyone watching and listen or listening, if you're listening on the podcast side, thanks for being there for 100 episodes. Thanks for sticking with us, and uh, hopefully, the next 100 episodes will will have a lot more material to to bring to you. So, mm-hmm. you know, stay tuned, stay tuned, pay pay attention to our uh, to our social medias and to uh, uh, different things. I'll not we'll announce down the pike and even on YouTube. You now, if, if I put up a short, it'll be there for a reason. So, yeah, but yeah, 100 episodes in, yeah. Subscribe, like, hit the bell, do all the do all the social media things. And once again, I just want to thank you, Ryan, one for for starting this podcast. I know 
I know from my own brief experience of doing a previous podcast, it is a lot of work. It is not easy. I cannot imagine trying to host one on my own. Um, yeah. I think I think you did a, a great job with it uh, back in the day, trying to take everything on. I'm glad and excited that you asked me to join you. I look forward to it each week as well. And um, thanks for the opportunity. But more importantly, this is a take a victory lap for you. Uh, for yourself, my friend, a hundred episodes is no small feat. Well, if I ran, I would take a victory lap for sure. But <laughs> since I don't run, I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a, I'll take a leisurely stroll instead. How about that? Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna close things up for this week's edition. No currencies required. As always, look for us on social media down here below. Uh, if you're watching on the, if you're watching, uh, if you're listening, find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ, YouTube.com forward slash at NoCredsREQ. If you're watching right now, give us a thumbs up on both Facebook and YouTube. Uh, if you're watching the replay, leave us a comment. And on the podcast side, subscribe. Speakers are home base. Also find us on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, Amazon Music, anywhere. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find us there. Also, rate and review. Five stars is a preferred rating. And also, leave a review. I might even read it on the air. So, for my co-host, Dustin. Yeah, I got right. Yeah. For Dustin Henry, I'm Ryan McCarthy. Thanks again for watching and or listening to No Curses Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then. Have fun out there. Be safe and talk to you again soon. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtowns Healthcare in Denver. Downtowns Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtowns Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.